Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! See how you do that, Al? Just time it just perfectly. Little walk, little come back, boom, sit I'd down. I just kept yeah. clapping. You would have just for four minutes. Like yeah, just knock it out for as long as you need to do it. Um, I want to talk about the Lakers coming up here in just a bit, and kind of the fallout's the wrong word because that's negative, and I don't want it to be negative. But just kind of a couple of days after the Darvin Ham introduction, what is the vibe in the universe, the NBA universe, about what's going on? But I wanted to go back to something very quickly here about the the Draymond thing and him talking about Rick Mahorn and all these guys back in the day. Can I tell you, and this may be anathema to sports talk radio, but okay. I, I truly, truly believe this. The conversation of back in my day versus your day or this team from this era would smash the other team from the other era is the most uninteresting thing in the world to mm. me. The rules are different. The stakes are different. The players are different. The way that it's officiated is different. Life is different. E- Technology is different. Is totally the way that the Lakers of the 1980s could play was different than the way that the Shaq and Kobe Lakers could play, mm-hmm. which is different than the way that the NBA is played right now. It evolves, it changes, and the players evolve and change with it. You change the rules, they're going to change the way they go about it. Would Steph Curry have gotten knocked down a bunch in the 1970s and 80s? Yeah, probably. But guess what? He wouldn't be doing the same things he did. He'd be doing it differently. Would Rick Mahorn be able to go and club guys over the head now? No, he'd be out of the league because he couldn't keep up with how fast it's moving. It's just such a silly mental exercise. I was going to say something else. It's just it, – it, it's not Can I give you a good apples. example? First off, Bob Cousy would have would have crossed over John Morant like no tomorrow. Can you even yeah, imagine <laughs> what Bob Cousy would have to do if Allen Iverson was standing in front of him? It's such a Kyrie Irving. Come on, it's man. It's not worth the conversation. It's not worth the conversation. <laughs> but here's the thing: Magic Johnson but, but, and Bob but, Cousy. Oh yeah, that's fair. But let me tell you something: take take a guy like Wilt, take a guy like Kareem, take a guy like Bill Russell. Give them all the technology of today. I don't know what they would be today. I just know they'd be unbelievable, right? Like, it's all just there's no one guy would probably excel more than the other or whatever the case is. But it's a perfect example. Do you ever have somebody say, oh, no, 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 music in my era, that's the best era for music. Well, it's just because that was you were your 16. era. Right? That was your yeah. era. Everybody likes what they like when they're 16. That's right? fine. And then somebody who grew up in the 70s is going to say, no, 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 no. Fog hat, bro. That was the best. Somebody in the 80s, you can't beat that. Duran Duran, in the 90s, bro. you can't beat that. Nirvana, Someone bro. in the 50s, you Elvis, can't beat bro. that. That's just right? kind of, is, is that not the same thing when it comes it to sports? It's the talent. They don't talent. make movies anymore people. like they used to. Oh, my gosh. No, actually, no, it's that, pretty damn no, impressive. Now, that one... I will go, I will go to war for. I was flipping channels the other. I forget what movie. It was uh Marilyn Monroe where uh uh golly. Oh, How to Marry a Millionaire, right? Like a famous Mar- Marilyn Monroe movie and you know, I don't know about you, but Marilyn Monroe is intriguing to me. So I stopped for a minute or two to see what was going on. Al, I could have written that movie in 5 minutes. There's no movie there. It's just it, there, there's there's no dialogue. There's no there's nothing. It's just like, are you kidding me with this? Like, and even movies now that aren't great, at yeah. least there's some storyline. Yeah, some stru- mm-hmm. some, the way that people actually talk to one another is the way that people talk to one another. On a, it was shocking to me. So the movie thing, I want to push back on the rest of it. Maybe I'm. But I, I'm with you on it. When I heard Draymond trying to kind of defend, and I read the quote of Cedric, and in my head, I'm like, bro. What are you talking about? Like, that's literally, that's one of the main reasons why this guy is in this league is because he can do stuff like that. He can get under somebody else's skin. And, oh, by the way, it's that's his, not all he does. It's not all he does. He does all these other stuff that help, but that's part of his game, too. He rebounds, he defends, he passes. He's very good at all those things. Everybody but, wants a Draymond on their team, so stop with this if he was in the 80s skill, or 90s. His number one skill mm-hmm. is he's an agitator. Mm-hmm. It, it's an important role. 
He also does a bunch of other things pretty well. But if you're saying the, the number one thing I need, I need him to get guy, other guys on tilt, that, that's a, it's a great role for anybody. Did, did the Lakers have somebody like Draymond this past year? No. Would they? Do you think it would be a benefit to the Lakers to have somebody like Draymond? Not if the talent level for the rest of the other 12 guys in the team was the same, but if they had a good team, yes. I, I think in any scenario, a guy like Draymond's a good player to have on your team. You know what it is? So here, here's the difference. The, the difference is if you don't have a particularly good team, maybe you have a no key, then you have Patrick Beverly, who's useful, and, and, yeah. and he's, he's a guy that gets under people's skin, and he can have a good game here and there, and he's, a, he's, an, he's an NBA qualified player mm -hmm. but if you just put Patrick Beverly on the Lakers does he do some of those things yeah are they still 16 gums under 500 maybe it's 10 maybe it's 11 Let, but I don't let's think put it, it this way all of much. course you still got to have your stars I'm not like justifying over a star but players like that are key and every time somebody tries to compare them to other eras it's like we're wasting our time so I go out to the car this morning and Kelly, Kelly took my car last night. She needed to go drop a friend off or something like that. I, I don't know what it is. She said, can I borrow the car? I said, sure. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the interior of the car is black, okay, um, which makes the ants a little harder to find. you got to sure. be a little yeah. more they know uh, what they're doing. on the game. Yeah, right? they know Turn what on bright doing. lights, vacuums, everything. Else. Anyway, that's a different story. So I get in the car this morning. I look in the passenger seat. I got the car washed a couple of days mm -hmm. ago, and the passenger seat's not as clean as it was when I – parked the car yesterday afternoon and i look down at the f floor the, the where you put your feet there's hair all over the car like like gray hair it's not long it's not a, a woman's hair it's not it's not you know it's not my hair i don't have enough and i don't shed like that and I'm, what what the hell did she do with my car last night she went and picked someone up and they took the dog and they went somewhere. They, they picked up the other person's dog. And they, there are many reasons I don't own a dog. One of them is I don't like having dog hair all over the place. It's kind of gross to me. Dog hair in my car. So I have ants and dog hair now. I just got it cleaned. And you look so did she ask you, like, hey, Dad, I'm going to go. I need the car. Um, I, I'm actually I'm picking up a dog. No. And I'm putting a dog in your car. No. I so I texted. I like her, her even more. Now. I texted her this morning. Yeah. All I said was, "Was there a dog in my car last night?" Anybody want to take a, a guess at the response? It was short. Yeah, I was yes. going to tell you. What she said. Just yes. Yes. That's it. No yes. explanation. No, no. And then I had to follow up with, "What do you mean there's a dog in my car?" And then I got the explanation. But yeah, what was the explanation? I, I, just got to pick know. this person up. I, they had a dog. It was in your front seat? It was in the front, and I think it's a small dog. I didn't go to the – I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. think it was like a great Dane. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it was like a little lap dog or something. But the dog was either gray or white. I know that because that's the and color And keep of the, the dog food in the trunk. We need it there. And their there's front seat of my car is dirty again. With, and it's got dog hair. And, and it's got and So this friend who had the dog couldn't drive. Is that what we're hearing too? I'm okay. assuming. If you are the person with the dog, you need to drive the car because then it's your car's mess. I'm just saying that <laughs> as someone who like, okay, I like I like animals, but I'm not going to own a dog. Dogs are a burden on, on others who don't want dogs all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I'm okay with the dog, but Slee, if Rookie came done, through here, bro. I'd give Rookie a little hug. I'd give him a little pat. I'd scratch him behind the ears. Yeah. I'd give him yeah. all of that wonderful stuff. a big stuff. ear guy, back behind but the who, ear. Who doesn't like that, Yeah, right? But there was a dog in my car last night no, no, that that's, I didn't even know about. Yeah. Just feeling like my having some car things going on lately. That's and right. you're spending two and a half here's, hours on your way in. Here, and Here's what I need. I need Susan to give me my Silverado from Rotola Chevrolet back. Yeah, that's that's what, what I need so I can get back into the groove of not having to work. Because Kelly doesn't like that car's a little big for her. So just, you know, get back back to normal. Maybe the eat. dog could have eaten the ants. <laughs> Do they do that? Maybe. I don't Sleep? know. Dog Does owner? eat ants? No, rookies no, very dogs picky. don't eat ants. Yeah, they no. eat things far worse than ants. Yeah, I've seen uh, them do that. They smell stuff. They, they try <laughs> stuff. But they won't, they won't do that. They might put it in their mouths or something and spit it back out. Rookie sees a lizard. He's like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so he's not. Same thing with my dogs. Yeah, he's not doing it. All right. All right. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. So Darvin Ham introduced his Laker head coach two days ago and watched a lot of ESPN last night, watched a lot of Spectrum yesterday, kind of just taken in the vibe of how Darvin Ham was received by the NBA universe. Yep. And – I enjoyed my time with him a great deal. I thought he had a great deal of presence. I think that he's got a plan. He's got a vision. And I'm very excited about what he's going to bring to the team. 
I feel like I'm in the minority when I look around and hear other okay. people saying it. it was met with a what's boy, the like, vibe you feel the vibe I thought was yeah great he may or may not be a good coach but the roster is a far larger problem than who's going to coach said roster so that I, seemed to be the the general consensus to me I, I think this is as simply the best way you could put it he won the day on what day was that Monday, Monday. he won the day it was kind of his day um most of the questions, which I was actually a little surprised, a lot of them went to Darvin Ham. I thought there was going to be a lot more that go to Rob Palenka to go along your point of, yeah, yeah, this is cool. You brought in a coach. Now what? Now what? Right? <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. That's that's the argument that's going to happen between now and by the time we get to training camp. Um, I think the I think the mood at no point when the Lakers search started, did you ever feel like, oh, there's the coach, the guys that were actually available. Right, the guys that were actually available. Nick Nurse wasn't going to be available. Quinn Snyder comes to be that he was available. I obviously had some reservations of his playoff performance and sure. everything else. Doc Rivers, I think actually Doc Rivers would have been one of those names that had been like, wow, Doc Rivers. Granted, that's going to be more of Doc Rivers' history than not it if you're is Greg Bergman. His current no, <laughs> Berg's not a not a Doc Rivers guy, not a Doc Rivers guy. But did any of those names, Steve Clifford and. Terry Stotts and Kenny Atkinson, all of them, no matter who they got, whether it was Darvin Ham, which you and I are fans of, we're proponents of it. Yeah. But anybody that you brought in from from those names, it wasn't like, damn, they just went out and got that coach. So I think no matter what they did, there was going to be this respect to the first day of this is the coach that came in. Let's hear what he has to say. What's his vision? While Russ is there, the bigger storyline was Russ was there rather than Darvin Ham was being introduced as coach. So I, right. I, I kind of say all that with the belief that I'm not surprised that there isn't this huge buzz. We don't know what he can do yet. We don't. And there's no history on him. So even if you're overly optimistic, well, why are you overly optimistic? Or if you're the other way, well, why are you the other way? Shouldn't you kind of just be in the middle where you're waiting to kind of see I, I, what the roster looks I, like and I what happens? I will take the middle a step further. I, I don't even think you can evaluate him from the middle and say take a wait and see. I, I think – Because of the squad? Yeah. yeah. You, that If you give – this is not unlike the Joe Madden conversation we were having a little bit earlier. If you give a guy a team that is not, you know, playoff caliber, if you give a guy a team that is riddled with injuries yep. and whatever it might be, and then – try to determine whether or not he did a good job and you had him fighting with one hand tied behind his back. I don't know if he can fight or not. He didn't He didn't get a chance. Joe Madden didn't get a chance with the Angels because his first season was a pandemic season, so, you know, whatever. His second season, his the best player in the league basically missed the entire year. The number one free agent that they went out and got, Anthony Rendon, has been hurt or bad. Yeah. And they had bad two weeks, and you said, I don't know if that's on him. I don't think it is, but it's hard to tell, right, whether or not. Same thing with Darvin Ham. If Darvin Ham gets a 20th season LeBron James, mm -hmm. the guy we've gotten in Anthony Davis the last two years who plays as often as he does Unfortunately, it's a stock going down. Right. And mm -hmm. then you got Russell Westbrook, who kind of is what he is at this point in his career. You're going to determine whether or not he's a good coach with that as you're jumping off. Point? Well, this That's is unfair. This is the great thing about his predicament. The great thing for Darvin Ham is you got four years. You got a four-year contract. So even if they want to, they put the blame on Vogel last year, mm -hmm. and you know I, I felt like it was time they did need a change. But I would also be crazy to say, well, the Lakers were 16 games below 500 just because of Vogel. No, come on. That's not the, we all know that's not the case. At least in Darvin Ham's predicament, even what he's walking into, which could go one of two ways. What he's walking into, either AD's healthy, impact is there, LeBron still looks good and there's not that much on his shoulders. Russ, that's a weird one, but Russ maybe just becomes a really good role player. Either way, whether it goes good or it goes bad, Darvin Ham's going to be there for a few years. I was just you brought me to the next thing, and I want to do this when we get back. Let's say the upcoming season yep. is a lot like the last season. How much of that is on Darvin Ham's plate? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN, and this year the ESPYs is recognizing the 50th, 50th anniversary of Title IX. And to celebrate 710, 
wants to award an honorary SB to an outstanding athlete, a volunteer, an administrator, or coach for the contributions that they've made to their local community in the area of broadening access to sports for girls. To do that, to nominate an outstanding athlete, volunteer, administrator, or coach for everything that they've done in your community to help get girls involved in sports, log on to ESPNLA.com, click on the contest page, and make your nomination today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I haven't smacked it in a while, Slee. I've been very deliberate with my mic skills over the last uh, few weeks. Have you noticed? Yeah, I can tell. you got your hands in your pocket a lot. <laughs> that would be weird. I was watching a video. Can you talk with your hands in your pocket? No. Try it. They're, uh, I can't do it. There was a I, the social guys put a video up the other day. The oh, look on your face. It was I can't do I it. I can't do it. It was the um the Darvin Ham interview we yeah. did, right? Where we were being recorded. I waved my hands and arms around like a crazy person you when I You hit ham in the nose. But I I, I had no idea. Because you know, were making a point. You said, What do you think this <laughs> oh, no, I I kinda I didn't hit him, but I am <laughs> waving my arms around like I'm sure like, what is this guy Palenka doing? Palenka was like I do it all the time. He was Bob he's just kind of trying to find his way. Just trap. Put your arms down. I can't. I can't stop. You've heard the story about John Madden, right? Mm-hmm. right? I think I've I've told this that when they hired Madden to do TV, he did like an audition, right? And he comes in and he was John Madden, just awesome, right? Boom, bang, ooh, ah, the whole John Madden thing, just terrific. And then they put him on TV, and he was subdued at the beginning, and just not nearly as as demonstrative as he he was during the audition. Might have told this story, yeah. And. They're like, hey, what's what's going on? And they realized that when he did the audition, he had a headset mic on, and his hands were free, and he could wave his arms around and boom, bang, oh, now boom. he's holding a and mic. And now they had him with a handheld during the game where he had to hold the mic underneath his mouth, and he couldn't do his thing. And they're like, give the man a headset and let him go to work. Pretty good decision. Should they um, rename, what is it, MLB The Show? Uh-huh. What if they call it Madden for Joe Madden? <laughs> M-A-D-D-O-N. Just to confuse. Yeah. And then just help their sales. <laughs> MLB the show sounds like an awful idea. It's a pretty good game, is it? It's yeah. So I'm not a Seems video like game that'd be guy. A fun game. My my youngest, my both boys like it, but mm-hmm. my younger one is is really super into that game. He, he's more of my video game kid. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, you can go play in Ebbets Field. You can go play oh, in awesome. all these other places. You can it's put awesome. Jackie Robinson on your team. You can put Babe Ruth. Like all, you can put George Brett. Whoever, whoever you want, you can build. It's really cool. So I think I told you for that brief time. Remember, where I was basically, I was talking about the Oculus. Like I'm going to use it for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my. I'm going to walk Poker in. Poker and Oculus golf on. were the two things you were doing, right? Yeah, and there was one that was baseball. It was really oh, cheesy. Right. It was a really cheesy baseball game. But it was fun enough to where, you know, you got your two controllers. When the headset is on, you know, you look up, you're in a stadium, right? So you're on the mound. And you actually, they throw the ball to you, and you have to click the trigger to get the ball back. To catch it? Your left trigger or your left uh, controller is your glove. Okay. And then you're transferring the ball to your hand. And you're actually throwing like you're. It's your movement that you're throwing pitches. Do you ice if, after you're done. I'm 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 out. <laughs> I, I pitch once every five days. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically I'm, right now. I'm Andrew Heaney. Right now, I need I need some time off. I need to, I sure. need a little more time off. Sure. But there, I'm waiting for MLB to do something like that because this game was so cheesy. Right. <laughs> it was just it's so cheesy. It's so stupid. Uh-huh. But it's entertaining. It's fun. Imagine that. Because this is going to happen, you're at Fenway, and you're looking around, and there's crowd and this, and the crowd is it's it's actually pretty cool. It's entertaining that way. I I don't want to play the game. I want to watch you play the game. <laughs> the <laughs> problem is you're not going to see what I'm seeing. I don't so care. I just I, look like I a just, complete fool. You'll be in your living room playing the game. Yep. I'll just be in your kitchen watching from a distance, watching you catch an imaginary ball, and then try to throw <laughs> a slider to Mike Trout. I'd very much like to see that. I uh, I'm a southpaw. In the game. <laughs> only in that yeah, game. Only in the game. I'm a southpaw. <laughs> no one hits myself. I'd like to see that. Okay, so 
Let's say that the Lakers season that's upcoming is similar to this one. Anthony Davis plays half the time. Russell Westbrook doesn't quite fit the way anybody's hoping that he stays there the whole season yeah, and, and his there, contract is done. Doesn't yep. really work all that all that well. They fill out the roster with some guys, some are a little better than others. Jeez. And and LeBron has another LeBron season where he's he's good, but he can't just do that thing where hey, just get on my back and we'll go win no. fifty five games. He needs help. Right? How much of that's on Darvin Ham if it goes like that? Because to me, Slee, none of it, li- literally yeah. none of it is on him, in my opinion. You know, it's funny. A lot of times you are you could be put in a situation where you're either set up to fail or set up to succeed. And I think Ham's situation is you're set up to succeed. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Your bar that you're playing off of is freaking 16 games below 500. Not mm-hmm. to say that, hey, if you were 10 games below 500, everybody's going to be saying, wow, that was a lot better of a season. So it's not to say that you don't have to show um, – you got to show change and the squad's got to show change, but it's very easy to describe how much Darvin Ham is going to be – how much is going to be on his shoulders. If the team looks lost, if they're not organized – if his message isn't getting across, if you could just tell there's this huge disconnect between the coaching staff or maybe just the players. But it's not that. It's a lack of good players. But just let me let me let me describe it. There were things last year where you could say there was a lack of good players. There was a lack of cohesiveness. There was a lack of, hey, this thing works. But there were plenty of other times where you're sitting back and you're saying, it's not just that. It's not just the players. It's not just that the chemistry is not there. They're, they got bigger issues than that. If you had a similar season to last year, not only would that be so extremely disappointing, um, I get your case of, well, you can't put that on him because he had a different coach and the exact same that, result happened. It, but that's my – you're kind of set up to succeed because you're coming off of a 16-game – you're coming off 16 games below 500, not making the playing tournament. You don't really got to – I mean, it can't it can't be the same but season. It, if it's the same season, I mean that's just it. Abso- I, I don't think it will be, but it absolutely I know it could can. be. Yeah, it, can. it absolutely could especially be, especially in the West, especially depending on LeBron health. LeBron is a year older. Anthony Davis has, like you said, it he's got to. He's played it out. less than half the games over the last two seasons. Russell Westbrook did not fit. Those are your three most important players, and there's a at least a chance that those three things could be true again. I think if it goes the same way, and not only do I think it doesn't stick to Darvin Ham. I think in an odd way, Frank Vogel is vindicated a, a, a year after that. And not that it's like, hey, it wasn't me, but I think it's a, hey, I get it, it wasn't me to a certain point. It. It's just, this is the bad ingredients. I can't make this work, that nobody can make this work because the pieces don't What if it goes the other way? What it, let, let, let me, let me people, explain it this three, way. I, I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I think three people get a ton of credit in that situation. Okay. If all of a sudden instead of 16 under, you're 16 over. Let, let me, I, don't even, I don't even want to paint that scenario for you. Let me, let me paint this. You're a fifth seed in the Western Conference. Okay. You gotta obviously. You're gonna be a tough out because now all of a sudden guys are healthy. You get a little bit of rest. You obviously to be a fifth seed in the Western Conference, you had to do some good things to get there. Um, and I'm not even gonna explain the playoff result. You just walked into the playoffs. You're a fifth seed. Whoever you match up with, you match up with. How now do you look win? at it? Are they a threat to win? I think anytime you get in the playoffs, you're LeBron, you're Anthony Davis, you're a threat to win. Okay, it, you're a threat. It, it, if they're a threat to win, yeah. then the credit goes to Darvin Ham first. Mm-hmm. The credit goes to Russell Westbrook second, because the only way that that scenario that you just described happens is if Russell Westbrook decides to alter his game. Significantly. Could be AD. Could be the difference. It, and he's number three. Mm-hmm. Number three is Anthony Davis. Why no? Why no credit to Planka? Because he didn't change anything. It's exactly the same. Well, he did change something. What? The coach. Oh, okay, fine. But then. Darvin, well, if he, Darvin Ham is the guy that gets the credit there. But if he's not going to get – if Palenka doesn't get credit in that situation, where is Palenka going to get credit? By rounding out the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. By finding a way where he would get a ton of credit is mm-hmm. if Darvin Ham is a, is a huge success and they find a way to shuffle the roster in a way that all of a sudden you look at it like, well, this team's a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think what you're going to have is a it team that's or- similar to what you had last year. Different guys, but a, a similar kind of – culture a way that it goes and and look if they're really good russell westbrook and and anthony davis are going to get a huge part of the, lebron's always going to get credit because he's lebron yep 
but it means AD played first of all because again the only the only situation that comes true with what you're describing is if he plays 70. 60 65 yeah. 70 games he's got to play mm-hmm. and even if those even if he plays 60 or 65 games and LeBron is LeBron if Russ is still the you know the fly in the ointment and it doesn't really he does he's not meaning I don't know if they can do that I don't know if it's good enough. Do you see this? Uh, I think this one's going to you see this quote from Kendrick Perkins. I think this was yesterday. He said the combination of Darvin Ham and Rasheed Wallace equals Anthony Davis being a top five player next season. Those two are going to bring that dog out of AD. You think there are guys. It's funny when I read that. Um, and you've kind of described this in your own way. You say, oh, look guy in his first second year yeah you kind of start changing the mold or the blueprint or whatever it is um but if you're 10 years in then you kind of know who that player is any truth to this you think you think because I, I i i'm almost in the middle on this one i think darvin hammer rashid who i don't think has even been announced official yet i think they can help anthony davis but isn't it more on Anthony Davis than anybody else to help Anthony Davis? You, you said it Monday. I think you said it yesterday, and you just said it right there. If Anthony Davis wants to go to that place, it's on him. It's not Rasheed Wallace coaching him up. It's not Darvin Ham finding a magical slogan that's going to motivate him to come to work every night. It's got to come from inside because it's like anything else. And Top five in the league. Do we know what that territory is oh, this upcoming year? Is, but even, even use it metaphorically as opposed mm-hmm. to literally, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch this out a little bit. You haven't had this problem, but I'm heavy, okay? I there are times when I'm heavier than others. The only time that comes when it really works to lose weight mm-hmm. is when I decide I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Not when your wife says, "Hey, you know, you should probably be yep. careful," or your doctor says your number is this, that, or the. It's like it doesn't matter. It's only when I decide. You know what? I hate the way I feel. I'm going to take control. This of it. sucks. This is stopping My now. My back hurts all the time. Yep. I'm tired all the time. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that it. It's the same thing. Anthony Davis isn't a fatso like me. But it's it's one of those things that no one can tell you, hey, you need to get in better shape. Yeah, I know that, but I'm not feeling it right now. It's when you finally decide to That's go to point. work yeah. that it gets done. Rasheed Wallace can say, you know, when I was with the Pistons and when I was with Portland, okay, cool. I already won a title, and I'm probably going to go to the Hall of Fame doing it this way. What Do, do you want to do that, or do you want to be one of the best players in the league? It comes from in here. It's not. It doesn't come from the outside. It only comes from the inside. Hopefully it does but I don't think it's coming from anywhere that's outside of that building. All right, game three tonight, and Jason Tatum in the middle of the finals is thinking, man, wouldn't it have been great to be a Laker? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Woodland Hills and Harry. Harry wants to get in on our Laker conversation. What's up, Harry? Guys, I, I, I really enjoy your show. I love your bantering. But when you're talking Lakers, I, Travis, you especially, well, actually both of you, I, I think the memory is so short. You know, last, last year, Las Vegas anointed the Lakers with their crappy or crazy roster as co-favorites to win the NBA championship. Let's be realistic. If there was good health, they would have been a very good team vying for that championship with good health. 
Monk was a good addition. Harry, Harry day, I got a question. Stay on. Stay on. I, I got a question. Yeah. What okay. What makes you think? Okay. G- give me the. You think if health was there, they this the season would have been completely different. When they did play together, and I'm talking about Braun, I'm talking about AD, I'm talking about Russ. Um, three different times sure. during the season, I heard players saying, I don't think we give the amount of effort that we should. Never really felt like they were connected. Do you think health was just the only only problem with the roster? Well, no. It, it snowballed from there. But it's, but it's, but it's, mis- it's perception versus reality. It's, the, it's, it's definitely the effort was uh, really troubling. But I don't know what and, – and, and, and this is where I don't believe, uh, blame coaches. I believe it's players. And the fact is, I think they were disrespectful to LeBron that they didn't play harder. Here, this guy is playing his ass off, and he's one of the greatest of all time, and yet they're not playing hard. So that in itself is really not a coach issue. Uh, but, and I knew changes had to be made, but it was definitely players. But when, when every time they played as a group, it was for a few games, and then they wouldn't be as a group again. So they never really played a long stretch of time together as a group. Yeah, Harry, I want, I want to jump in here. Day, thank, thank you for, for reaching out. And, and I hear what you're saying. And I, and I think that maybe a little more time might have given us a little bit more insight into some of this stuff. But you know who – you know what no one said? Mm-hmm. Not Rob Palenka, not LeBron, not Frank Vogel, not AD, not Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Guys, this was going to work. <laughs> we just got derailed by injuries. It's part of it. For sure. You know, Anthony Davis missing as much time as he did. I think everybody kind of knew. They actually tried to make that case. In the middle of the season, they tried to make the case. And we get this back. But by the time we got to the end of the line, I think everybody knew this was just not a good mix. Mm-hmm. That this was That's why I think we're going to see a different mix of other guys. The, the, the three big guys that we're talking about, you're kind of, I don't want to say you're stuck with all of them because you're not stuck with LeBron James or Anthony Davis, but you they're under contract. They're going to be here. There were, to your point, Al, there were very, very few moments, and I would, I would be hard-pressed to give you one where you saw and said, that right there, if they can just yeah. do that. Because even when you get new guys together, maybe it takes a minute or two to kind of find your sure. groove, but there's usually a couple of little flashes, a little spur. Ooh, that, that. Let's, let's find a way to get that. And then that's where the coach comes in, and let's find a way to put that group together more. Let's find a way to set up um, some, some plays where that is what the desired goal is. This was a big mismatch and, and just kind of a, a group of stuff that didn't fit together from the jump, from the beginning, from the middle to the end. It never fit. Health would have helped, but health was not the reason why, was not the only reason why the Lakers were where they were. It just wasn't. So if I just use that as an example, um, I, I never, and this is covering every game, watching every game of the Lakers, right? There, was, there were not enough moments where you sat back and said, I know this squad's they're gonna turn it around. It's gonna mm-hmm. even if we thought and I was, you know, I, I was probably um I fell into this trap of, well, they think they could turn it on whenever they want. So I think I should think that too. And then you're twenty games in and you're forty games in and you're sixty games in, and then you got ten games left and you're still not in the playing tournament, and then eventually you're eliminated from even getting in the playing. They were pretty much what they were. I think Harry's argument is a better one for two seasons ago. Right, I think I think that was a better argument for listen. This was a team that got derailed by bad luck yeah, and injuries. That's a good point. Very right, good point. That, that Anthony Davis went down at a really bad time. They'd have beat the Suns. They would have beaten the Suns. That LeBron. This was two years ago, right? Correct. That where he got hit in the knee when somebody was diving for a loose ball. Was, yeah, that, Solomon that was, Hill. Right. Yep, the, that the, was the, 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 these were the moments where because you still looked around and Alex Caruso's there and just the the, the core of the team made a lot more sense. There were moments with that team. You look at said. That's a pretty damn good team. It's got to be healthy. Right. We just got to and, – and you and I, when we first started doing the show together, it was a, man, just cross your fingers that Anthony Davis is ready to go when it's time to go. And I think they're going to be – even when they were lost a couple of games and AD was coming back and he was kind of limping around, you were thinking, just get him right and we still got a chance. Mm-hmm. Never had that feeling last year. Not even and for if you one did, single second. And if you did – No, I'm saying it, for me. And, well, and I'm saying even if there are other Laker fans out there that thought, oh, no, no, it could probably turn around, it's just not realistic. That's why, you know, we were having this conversation earlier in the week. We've been having this conversation since the offseason. Are the Lakers really going to try to keep Russ? Is it really coming down to draft compensation that they would say, well, why are we so adamant about that? We are because we saw enough to where we're like, no, like 
no, you got to move on from this. If you can move on, and may, it might cost you a draft pick, but if it costs you a draft pick, but now you feel like you have a roster that was similar to two seasons ago where you had the right role players and you now take your chances with Braun and Anthony Davis, I think that's more of what uh, we're hoping for. Let's try another one. Let's go to Torrance this time. And Elliot, Elliot, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Elliot? Hey, Travis Lee. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? Listen. I watch every single game religiously, okay? And I hated Russell Westbrook the first 70 games. I don't know what happened, but I supposedly he had talked with either Shaq or Magic or somebody to slow down. Well, his last eight games, if Coach Ham can look at those last eight games and dissect them and see that the turnovers were only one or two a game, he wasn't trying crazy passes. Also, I was so blown away with Coach Ham. I mean, I... I've seen I've been a Laker fan for 40, 50 years. I, I really have never seen a guy that had the, the inner confidence and the strength. And I, I actually really do have a positive feeling about this, God willing, if everybody stays healthy. I love what you said right there, Elliot, about the inner confidence. That That is exactly what I was trying to articulate yesterday. You said it a lot better than I did, uh, Elliot. There, how do I want to say this? There are sometimes you hear coaches and players and, and other people where you're like, they're just saying what they think they're mm-hmm. supposed to say. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't actually know. That do they believe it? Do they, right. Mm-hmm. Did, I, I know I'm supposed to say we start with defense. I know I'm supposed to say facts over feelings. I know that I'm supposed to say that we're going to find a way to make Russell Westbrook. I know I'm supposed to say these things, but when it's coming out of that person's mouth, you ain't buying it. I buy it with. Oh yeah, I'm with you on that. I I thought it was very, very sincere and authentic and real. Now whether he's right or not, time will tell. But I believe he believes he he knows that that's how it's going to work out, and and that's part of the battle, right? That the person that's going to set the tone for the organization, that's going to set the tone for the team on a night in and night basis, they need to buy it. They need to really believe it, and I believe that he does. I think um, I think there's going to be. You know, as as we go through the off season, and we're not far from it, the draft's going to come soon, right after the finals. Before you know it, free agency starts July first. We're also going to have a much better feeling of how the hell to feel about this upcoming season uh, once the Lakers figure out the rest of their roster, and we know who's going to be here and who's not. Let's try another one. Let's go to Simi Valley and Joey. Joey, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Yo, what's up, guys? Um, Listen, like everybody else, uh, I was not on board with Westbrook. I wanted to ship him out. But, you know, if you sit back and think of it, if he came off the bench, if he totally bought in, might be okay. Now, I think Darvin Ham, I think that dude, I mean, he got shot in the face, man. I think he could tell Westbrook to sit on the bench. I think he could tell him not to shoot threes. So, I think we're in the right direction. Whether we, I kind of want to keep him. Okay, so I... I agree with most of that but it's not that darvin ham won't say stop shooting threes it's not that he won't say stop taking you know wild reckless shots attacking the basket it's not that he won't say i need you to get back on the defensive end he'll say it i I believe that in my bones that he's going to say that the question is what happens when he doesn't do it not Mm -hmm. he he being russ when he's like and the next possession he takes another three Mm -hmm. or the next position he puts it in the fifth row because he's out of control now what do you do and now if you do decide i'm going to put him on the bench i'm not going to play him how does that affect the vibe in the room how does that affect the vibe on the bench how does it affect everything that happens moving forward it's not just saying hey you need to play more defense every coach in the league is going to say it it's what happens after it doesn't get done that's important. You know, Darvin Ham has something that I think will play to his advantage. Um, what was a name last season that was probably brought up more than any other name in the NBA, and it had a negative connotation to it? It was Russ. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you just – however you want to look at every player in the NBA, Russ was brought up as he's not doing what he needs to do. He has a horrible contract – his strengths that he used to have in the league just aren't there, and he's on a team where it just doesn't fit, and it's a high-profile team like the Lakers. Why do I say it like that, Trav? It's as much – the pressure is as much on Russ this year, too, that I don't think we talk enough about. Russ is going to make 47 this year. What's Russ going to make next year? What's Russ's future in the NBA? Are there going to be other teams that say to themselves, you know what, I'd like to have Russ on this team. What are you going to pay him? The reason why I mention that is eventually Russ's contract is done with the Lakers or an, another team. 
don't you kind of have to buy in when you're coming up to some type of contract year? And I'm not saying he's going to go out and make a lot more money. I'm saying how do you stay in the league or stay on a team and compete for a chip if he walks into this year and is doing what you just said? They ain't listening to Darvin Ham, which I don't think is going to happen. I, I think he's going to have Darvin's respect. Um, he's not if, – if they need him to come off the bench or do this or do that. If you don't do those things – what is your future in the league after this year? He's retired, like every other player that comes through the league. 34, you're done? Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe there, there's two lanes, right? There are the lane where you're Vince Carter, where you do all the things we're talking about. You play as long as you want, right? And you fill roles, and you are adaptable. And you that can would do have ended quickly. But, or there's the, you know, I really can't. And some, someone will give him a shot, and it won't. It, it's not like the, the iron curtain drops and he never plays again, but – the 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 soft runway that a lot of guys get won't be there. He'll be out. It's just, that's just the facts. Sports. But is is that, guys that can adjust last a really long time, and guys that can't don't. They're gone. And do you see my point of this? Isn't one of those years where he can't have a year like he had last year, where you felt like the entire time him and the coach aren't on the same page, or you know what, he's just going to do things his way or whatever. You have another one of those years. You might be right. It might be done. I don't have the answer. I don't to. think it'll be done. I'd some some somebody's giving him a two-year, ten million dollar yeah, offer. Yeah, there 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 will be opportunities. But, but do you want him on mega, your squad if you're if you're squad to start? Yeah, I mean it, it's for me. It's a pretty easy decision. If if I'm, I mean, since so we're talking about this specifically, what sort of team would he make better? Mm-hmm. playing the way he plays, assuming that he continues to play the way that he plays, that he does not make the adjustment. Where, what is the scenario where you know who's a, te- you know who's a Russell Westbrook I'll give you away? One. I'll give you one. A team that is using him for an expiring contract. That, but that's that's not a basketball thing. That's an economic thing. But I know. No, I get and, it. And that's, and and, that's and my right. point is that I, I don't think there is there a – There isn't one. The only basketball one you could say, but this one's going to go more into economics like you just said, it's a team that's got no shot and they're trying to sell some tickets. Are you buying a ticket to go see him play the way that he played last year? No, but you might get people in Sacramento that say, you know what, we'll freaking watch this guy. Um, there's nothing else to go watch or to go play for. That's a, I was going to go watch put, my team anyways. You put that in the media guide. There's nothing else to watch. <laughs> Come see the Russell Westbrook experience with your Sacramento Kings. <laughs> and you probably put up good numbers, have some you know, yeah. highlights here and there, but it's got to be specific to Russ. Can't be around anything else. The Dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this may hit the perfect little sweet spot for you, Al. Okay. Adam Sandler, who I know you like, and an NBA-themed Adam Sandler movie uh, coming out on Netflix, Hustle. Have you seen the trailer for it? I saw the trailer for it. I haven't seen it, but it's with LeBron, right? As in LeBron, I think, is a producer of the uh, Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he is producing it. I Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Um, Adam Sandler's a really good actor. It, you know, you think of Happy Gilmore and, and Billy yeah, Madison and all great those uncut, things. great uncut gems. He, he's a really good yeah. actor. And the parts that I saw about this, it's like – and, and I, I'm an NBA fan in the sense that I like watching Laker games, but mm-hmm. I'm not an NBA fan like you. This seems like it's a fastball over the middle of the plate for you. As long as we don't get – because I feel like there was a long stage where everybody just kept saying, hey, Adam Sandler, did you see him in a pickup game? He's going to be in the G League. As long as we don't get any more of those, because I feel like – that's what we get a lot of. I think this is actually fantastic. And he's a huge fan of basketball. He's a sports fan for sure. Huge fan of the NBA. So I think this uh, – oh, I'm, I'm all in. What were you going to say, folks? Guys, I, I just read some reviews on it, and I heard the star of the movie is Anthony Edwards. Really? So Yeah, he's, he's in the movie. He's in a movie with you know Adam Sandler, and you're, he's the star. He's a very underrated personality in the league. Bobon's in it too. He's – well, he's – you know what he's got, Al? Anthony Edwards we're talking about? Yep. He's got that deal where he knows – let me be careful how I say this because their games are a little different. Mm-hmm. And, and But Kobe Bryant knew way before everybody else that, hey, guys, I'm different than the rest of you. Mm-hmm. 
I, I am better at this than the rest of you. You don't know it net, but yet, but I already do. I get that same kind of vibe from Anthony Edwards. Like, no, 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 no. You're all figuring this out as I go along. I already know. He gives me that vibe. Have you ever seen him off camera? Yeah. And this is why I'm mentioning it. He's got a good personality. He does. The guy's a funny guy. He's kind of um, – he sits in front of a lot of the media. He'll crack jokes. He kind of makes fun of himself. So the fact that he's in the movie, I like it. And he's got – listen – it's the first time he was ever in the playoffs. He's got a little – I know it's his teammate next to him. Ice in his veins, you know, yeah. that whole thing. D'Angelo. Yeah, I'm just trying to think here. Yeah, I was trying to think. D'Angelo's been on so many teams in such a short period of time. Lakers, Warriors, Nets, Wolves. And Minnesota. Those four? That's four years. Or that's four teams in about six years, seven years. Has it been that quick? Yeah. yeah that, I think it was seven years. Been that, seven that's years. not good, right? And big, but you wanted to never. And I swear I'm not kidding. I just saw on Twitter it said whatever team it was has no interest in D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. I'm like again. So there was a guy that played Major League Baseball for a long time and was good every year. Yeah. Like and he he was, I want to say he played 12 or 15 years. I'll look it up in a second. But in like a 15 year career, he was on like 11 different teams, mm. and he'd go hit 30 home runs for every single one. Reggie Sanders. I think he played for the Padres briefly. Damn. Okay. And it's like wait. What's going on here? Why is you a have guy, to ask that question. Why is a guy that's this effective on a different team every single year? And and, and, I, and I don't know the answer. It, could D'Angelo Russell be one of those guys that look? He's good. We need him for a, a period of time, and then we're gonna move him along. I was never. Road. I was never a fan. I was never a fan. But I, I think in the right predicament, right situation, seemed like he found a nice home in Minnesota. We'll see if that home is there for longer than two years. <laughs> Do you see this, by the way? So Broncos. Their sale price four point six five billion. That's it. Forbes put out most valuable NBA and NFL franchises. Do you want to guess? Broncos are valued at fifth, at four point okay. six five. So we got to get four teams that are more valuable than the Broncos. Yeah, Cowboys. Number one at what what amount do you think? And I think this is undervaluing them. Okay, personally. so the Broncos are at four and a half, and they're number five. I'll yep. say the Cowboys are at. Ten. Six and a half. No. I don't either. No. No. I, I, that's, I, and I thought <laughs> I was going it. low with ten. Six and a half. Okay. So Cowboys. Okay, so Cowboys number one on that New list. New York Giants. Giants number three, four point eight five billion. So now we're uh yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Four point six five for the Broncos, four point eight five for the Giants, not happening. But okay. LA Rams. And Rams are fourth. Okay. One other team. And it's obvious, think of success. And the Patriots, good market, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Patriots makes sense. That's your one, but two, three, four, market, five. The market, and I guess the branding of it is because the, the two teams that do they have the whole list? Do they have every team there? Or just this the one top just five? has a top five. Because I wonder where the Jets and the Chargers land. Because the Jets stink, but they're in New York City, right? The Chargers I don't think are. The Chargers would average. be valued as much as you think. You know where where it would take the Chargers to a different valuation is when. Um, when the Clippers get bought out by a billionaire owner and decides, I'm going to go build my own stadium, I'm separating from this thing with the Lakers, I have an incredible stadium that I'm going to go build, I got the pockets, Chargers are going to need something like that because ultimately for the Chargers, they're literally renting inside of SoFi Stadium. I think that's going to help their valuation is if they, if Spanos eventually sells. If he if he sells and then they go build to a own. freaking but why would you build a, a real new building. place at this plate? You know what I mean? Like what are you going to do better in SoFi? Do you need a second SoFi I'd, in I'd, Los I'd, Angeles? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I get what you're saying. Like had they come to town at the same time. They need I think new ownership to to boost up that valuation. And maybe a different real. place. It may you know let's say they who, trying to think of Mark Cuban Buys the San Diego, the L.A. Chargers, okay? Yeah. Brand name, guy that's proven track record of yep. success, mm -hmm. has innovative ideas, mm -hmm. all of these things. Does it just instantly change, or does he have to go and, and put it in a different city? Does well, he have to let, go let, and let's build put it this way. Building? Do you feel like the Clippers have changed under Ballmer? For sure, no question. No question about it, yeah. right? But he's also the richest owner in all of sports, Ballmer is. I'm not saying you got to get somebody like that. I mean, they got the Walton family in this one. <laughs> yeah, damn. Are they, what are they? What are they ever done? 
I mean, three other, siblings worth two hundred and twelve million. It's pretty good. We should start a, a chain of retail stores. See if we can compete with them in the uh, Walmart bill. space. Clayton Kershaw is trying to return for uh, his next start this season on Sunday. So they're they're targeting a Sunday return for Clayton Kershaw. Good. I, I think now's the time to kind of yeah. ramp it back up a little bit, get ready to go, pitch another hey, he had a six, quote. seven weeks. Did you see his quote yesterday. I mm. think it was yesterday. Basically, if I'm going to be out, I'd rather be out now than in September and October. So let's see how he looks. I think there's always this question mark with shots. Okay, can you stay healthy for the right period of time? We know he's not going to – be healthy for 162 games. That ain't going to happen. I think it boils down to if the plan, if if, if I'm Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman, yeah. I want to bring him back. You can't shut him down for a super long period of time, but let's say this hip. Is thing this the right have, amount of time? Yeah. I think yeah, it I is. think so too. The hip thing flares up a couple of weeks, you know, 20 days or whatever it might be. Come back, pitch for another six weeks. Yeah. Maybe the hip flares up again for another two You get two six, weeks. seven, eight starts. Right. Mm-hmm. And then let's ramp it back up and let's let's sprint to the finish line along the way. But uh, anxious. The Dodgers not playing great. They lost four of their last six. Two and six. Yeah, two and six. Yeah. Is it? Oh, is it? Two and six, six in their in last, last eight. eight. They yeah. got swept by the Pirates, split with the Mets, lost yesterday to the White Sox. White, White Sox should be better than they are. They looked, I watched them last night. That's a pretty good team. I don't know why they're struggling the way they are. You know what we should do instead? little super crosstalk. Yes, so Ireland, I got I got a question for you. Yes, sir. You're not in here with us. Mm-hmm. Um, is it because the entire city is locked down that you couldn't? Yeah. Get in? All right. Is that so here's the no no. Here's the backstory. And by and here's what I need to know because I would like to have played that card both yesterday and today. Why didn't you tell me? Uh, I did not know we could play that card. I I think what Mason figured it out last night. So Mason sent a text to everybody saying, "Hey, for the next two days, meaning today." Wednesday and tomorrow, Thursday, uh, it's going to be very hard to get to our studios because President Biden's in town. There's a bunch of political leaders. I've had trouble even on Monday and Tuesday when I think they were doing dry runs. Yeah, it was but packed. I, but I was able to get in. And so Mason Mason says last night, hey, I'm going to do the show from home tomorrow. And I thought, OK, that's good for me. I got to take Lisa to the airport. I'm in the same situation you were in with Bobby a few weeks ago. Where yep. She's got a flight right after the show. So uh, we set it up that we were both going to be at home today. And then Mason woke up this morning, and he sends a text, definitely at home today and tomorrow. (laughs) But he forgot something. He's not very technically savvy. Okay. And he's literally the only one at the station who can't figure out his Comrex. (laughs) Like, a Comrex is a device device that we all have. Travis, you have one at your house, Slee, you, me. Sedano uses his every day. Uh, Cap obviously uses his every day because he's he's on remote a lot. Mason at least once a month will say my Comrex doesn't work. Now, <laughs> think about it, guys. All the rest of our Comrexes work. Yes, his he which, got a which, lemon. No, no, <laughs> he had Morales go to his house and install it. And at least three times when he's played this card, he said, "I, I don't know what's happening. The thing just it won't it won't fire up. It's broken." And I went. I'll say, did you unplug it? And he'll go, oh, <laughs> hold on. And he'll plug it back in and go. So so today we were all set to do the show from our respective homes. And yes. then about 40 minutes ago, Mason sends a text. Can't figure out the comics. I'm in an Uber on my way to the studio. So he's on his way to you. I have no idea when he'll get there because, as you mentioned, Trav, all the roads are blocked. <laughs> So I'm glad to have you two guys to talk to because after this, it's me, Greg, and Jorge until Mason can figure out how to get well, near the station. Look, I don't know the 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 run of schedule for the Summit of the Americas that's taking place down here, but when I can't, I, I usually leave my house somewhere between six and six ten and get here. Somewhere Granted, between, he lives in Chula Vista. <laughs> it's but, not close, right? But, yeah, you you probably you and Michael have the longest yes. commute, and my, Michael and I are relative neighbors, right? So we're okay. we're down there, and it takes me between an hour and ten minutes to an hour and 30 on any given day two days ago it took me about 215 right and then this morning it took me even a little bit longer than that i had planned accordingly uh you may be doing a solo show today i'm just letting you know that you need to be prepared right no i am i'm when you work with mason you're always like like last week he called in sick at 10 30 10 30 for a one o'clock show he calls yeah, in hey. and then we 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 confronted him with it when he came back on monday i go don't you think that's kind of a d-bag move to call in sick at 10 30 no, 
<laughs> what am I supposed that to do? Was I was, that's I when that. I got sick. What do you want I was from sick. Me? And then yeah. I, yeah, it, I mean, uh, I don't, is there a word stronger than narcissist that would be applicable in this case? Super narcissist, uber yeah, maybe. Or narcissist, mega something. I feel like it's just an adjective in front of it. I don't know. I do think he will get here eventually and, and I will let him tell his side of the story, but until he does, we can just make fun of him. John, you, you get a lot of this and I know when you're doing the broadcast with Michael, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Did you hear Draymond kind of comparing eras and, uh, talking about the 80s and the 90s, guys that used to play during that era, the way they talk about Draymond today. Uh, Trav, you want to play that real quick? I want I want John to, to hear that. This yeah. is a Draymond piece. And then, John, just give us your reaction to it because okay. we, were, we were making the argument that this is common. You know, people do this. They come in a different era, and they always look back at their era the way it used to be played. Take a listen to Draymond. There were a few guys back then that would lay you out, that would knock you out, that would foul you and get thrown out the game, Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn. But everybody running around acting like they were that. Y'all were getting bullied. Like, like, and so it baffles me when every guy, just because they played in the 80s, uh, just because they played in the 90s, is like, man, if you played in our day, you get knocked out. Like... No, not really, because it wouldn't be you. So, okay, you saying Rick Mahorn would have knocked me out. Rick Mahorn probably knocks you out. Like, Bill Lambeer probably lays you out. So were there enforcers of that time? Of course. Would they have knocked you out? Of course. Their fine was also $2. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just not the same day and age. If I go knock somebody out, I probably get fined a million dollars. Uh, Draymond's right, guys. He, I mean, it, it, the rules have changed ever since the Malice in the Palace, the rules have changed. I, I would encourage you guys to go back and look at in, I think it was the 84 finals. Kurt Rambis was driving to the basket yep. against the Celtics and Kevin McHale just clotheslined him, just clubbed him right Nearly in the neck, broke his neck. And Kurt took the legs right out from under him. Kurt got up, benches cleared. The refs put it together. You know what that was? Two Common shot foul. foul. Yeah, two-shot foul. Mikhail just got a personal foul, and they kept going. So it's a different game now. You know, Draymond, I don't think, would have trouble playing in the 80s or 90s. I think Steph would get hit a lot more. Um, you know, Isaiah Thomas used to try and take the ball to the basket, and, and the Knicks would just destroy him. Mm-hmm. Oakley and Anthony Mason and Bill Cartwright and those dudes would just lay him out. Um, and that doesn't happen anymore because if you do, you get a, you know, a flagrant two and you get ejected. So, but I... I I like Draymond. I, I know people like to say that he, you know, runs too close to the fire. I mean, I, I think he's the engine of that team. I think they play better. Be, I, I think he's the emotional heart of the Warriors. I wish he was on our team. I really like him. They, I always they, have. Need, they need a guy like that that'll kind of mix it up a little bit, and, and then they need some guys that can do what he does basketball-wise, too. Well, and the one thing, too, Travis, is Draymond, like, like Darvin Ham was talking the other day about how Russ needs, and he wasn't. He, he made a point of saying, "I'm not talking just about Russ, but the question was about Russ." So he said, "Russ needs to impact the game without having the ball. He needs to set screens and passes and stuff like that." And oh, did Mason finally make it? Yep, he's he's making his way in here, John. I, I'm not gonna lie that this this got turned around pretty quickly. I'm impressed. That you, yeah, I am too. I'm impressed. That you got here as quickly. I'm gonna give Mace a second you. to uh, set up his headphones and, and and everything else. But Mace, we were kind of placing bets on on when you might get here, considering that the city is locked up pretty tight My at this Uber point. Driver did an unbelievable job circling in and out and surface streets and Olympic and Venice and all right that there. stuff, and found a way to get me here. So I gotta leave that guy a tip. <laughs> Uh, uh, how bad is it out there right now? Oh, my God. Well, literally, the president was just coming down uh, Georgia Street. Did he wave? Did he wave? He did not wave. He did not wave. (laughs) You could not see him, but there was a caravan of police cars and motorcycles and everything. Uh, so, but I, but somehow I, I was able to make it. Have, Have any of you guys ever had an opportunity to meet the president of the United States? Yes. You several have. times. Really? Yeah. Not the sitting president of the okay. United States, mm-hmm. but uh, I was able to interview Jimmy Carter uh, when I was doing the old Late Late Show with Tom Snyder. Mm. I was, okay, so this is a true story. So I was at uh, Bowling Green State University. I was a young Republican. 
and uh, you know, I like all didn't my, have that on my bingo like, card. Like all my <laughs> fraternity brothers, I was a young Republican. And President Reagan was coming to visit Bowling Green because it was the 1984 campaign. He was campaigning against Walter Mondale. Sure. And so I was selected as president of the Young Republicans, the guy to introduce mm. President Reagan to the entire student body, full arena of people. Uh, and got to meet him afterwards, which was completely thrilling. So he was the sitting president at that oh, point. Oh, you're right. He was the yeah. sitting president. Yeah, yeah. He was in the middle of the campaign. He was already in office. Yeah. That was crazy. Uh, I never met Clinton. Never met what, John, what? you met Obama, didn't you? Twice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Lakers. And uh, yeah, once at a boys and girls club. And what, and one of the most amazing things, Ty Nowell, the big digital who, who used to work for the Lakers, now works for the Chargers. Ty has a picture. Uh, it was one of the most surreal moments I've ever seen. We're in the White House. We're in the East Room. And Khloe Kardashian was married to Lamar Odom. Okay. And she's sitting by herself over in the family section. And President Obama just walks over to her and sticks out his hand. He said, you're Khloe, right? <laughs> and she said, yes, Mr. President. He goes, he goes, I'm Barack Obama. She goes, I know. <laughs> um, he said, my girls... Watch your show. I try and get them not to, but they watch your show and they love it. And she and, and she said, "Thank you very much." And there's this picture of Barack Obama shaking hands with Khloe Kardashian in one of the strangest meetings wow. of the minds in Look. White House history. I so I've met uh, President Obama twice. I met uh, George the first George Bush, George H. W. Bush. Oh, you know, yes. I met the second. Bush because when he was the owner of the Texas Rangers so long before he became president. Mm. Right. I met him when he was vice president at an Astros game, but he wasn't president yet. Um, And and then I I did a sideline interview when I was a sideline reporter for the Lakers. I did a sideline interview with Donald Trump before he was president. He was simply back then, it was at Madison Square Garden, he was the host of The Apprentice. Yeah. And The Apprentice was the number one show in the country, and so I told so the producer. I, I'm I can curious get how that went for you, because that for me, that's the only president that I have ever spoken to prior to being president. Trump. Was Donald Trump. Yeah. We had him on as a guest when I was producing Jim Rome Show. Okay. And he came on, and he's had this longtime secretary, and, and she, I, she she's on the phone first. I said, we're ready. She goes, okay, let me get Mr. Trump for you. And he comes on, and I I can hear him say, "Who am I talking to?" And and so right. I, you know, we told him, and and he goes, "Oh, Travis, how are you doing? Oh, greatest show." I'm like, "That's not, I'm not the guy. <laughs> the, 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 the guy is the guy you're about to talk to. Let me yeah. put you on the phone with Jim." So that is my only interaction. Now with I the lived of the United in States. one of the Trump buildings when I lived in New York back mm-hmm. in uh, 99, 2000, 2001, and uh, he came around. He came mm. around. At, it was, you know, it was a surreal thing to live in that. First of all, I thought it was like living in a Trump building was like the most prestigious thing in the world, right? You go to New York, I want to live in the Trump sure. Tower, all that stuff. Uh, so on the top floor, they had set aside this gigantic top floor suite for Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, and Miss Universe. So all the time I bumped into those women contestants contest well they were winners oh these are no the they were actually okay because that was part of the deal was if you, if you won win one of those oh, you, win, you, get, you get a free place at trump tower yeah Good so perk. so i ran into them all the time and one time trump was there promoting and they had david remember david blaine is, he still, yeah, a, yeah. is he still a thing yeah, yeah still sure is. of course so david blaine right across from the uh, across the street from us was living in this glass box That's that was right. suspended by oh, a crane. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that was directly across, and Trump was hanging out there nonstop oh, really? because there were because there were cameras, cameras. everywhere. Oh, yeah. There were TV cameras and, and, and girls. reporters everywhere yeah. and women everywhere. Exactly. So that was his total scene. But uh, yeah, no. So it's you it's should have hailed like President crazy. Biden and said, "Hey, I've oh. met a lot of your hey, predecessors. Okay. Come on over. Come what on happened, over. Trav? Did you see? Uh, just it's it's on the breaking news ticker." but it may have been out for a while, that Bryson DeChambeau's going to the, the Saudi Arabian tour? I saw that he was going, oh, and I wow. saw that uh, Patrick Reed is also going to make the the jump. They're taking the that, money and running, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, but what's interesting now is they're getting enough star power where people are actually going to watch. I, I mean, Travis, I'm going to watch. Are you? I, I'll be honest. Where is it on? I don't even know where yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't even know where the TV deal yeah. is. YouTube to start. 
Okay, but they'll uh, get a they'll get a TV deal now. <laughs> I'll never I'll never watch it. I'll never. Well, watch you, it. Never, you, you, watch you never watch you never watch. I watch golf. regular golf. You watch the Masters and the U.S. Open. I'll watch the like ma- I'll I'll turn on the Masters of the U.S. Open or the PGA on a yeah. Sunday just to see how it turns out. But I'm yeah. never going to turn on the LIV tour I, well, or whatever they're calling. Yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I I'm kind of in Mason's camp on this one. Is LIV I'm, Roman numerals? By I, the way, no, is that like ninety nine? The live. Oh, it's they're calling it the live tour. Yeah, if it's around for a year. And all of a sudden, a lot of the top golfers are on there. Mm-hmm. Will you I, start watching John, it? I think your point of if the fields are legit and mm-hmm. the best players are beating the other best players, then eventually you're going to want to watch the best players compete against each other. But if it's Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson just kicking the you-know-what out of a bunch of guys what that if we've it's, never heard of. What, a, what if it's on the, on the last day and they're going to wrap – they're going to finish on Saturdays. What if on the last day at the top of the leaderboard it's Patrick Reed – Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Dustin Johnson all tied at the top. Those are all major winners. They are, but they're also playing against a bunch of guys that are like the equivalent of club fighters. They, they, they're, they should be it's at the true. top of the right, end. Right, but Trev, they've got to play against each other. Yeah, I get it, but if it's if i got to beat three other guys as opposed to 150 other guys. And Mickelson's got to do it because he's broke, right? Well, Isn't he, Mickelson broke? He, I, know, I, only, I only know this little, He likes a little casually. He's gambling. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got a gambling, mm-hmm. lost millions and millions well, of dollars. So, book, they say he lost $40 million. But Trev, can't you always get those players that you're talking about they went out and got the top players some that's, of them that's the idea they got some of them can't you fill in the rest i mean maybe with just guys maybe, maybe, well what's, not, in, not even what's just interesting guys, but i think just there, overall you're going to get more golfers yeah they're being strategic too um so for example the kid that won the u.s amateur um he could try and turn pro and go to q school and try and qualify the live tour just gave him a million dollars and said, here, come join our tour. Oh, yeah, Saudi's got nothing but money. I mean, they are. And so here's a kid, Travis, that might not even make the PGA Tour. And they're handing him a million dollars. And then if you get into these events, the guy who finishes last. No, they get paid. They, it's they, 120 they, grand, and they, there's no cut. There's no cut, and they mm. get paid. But <laughs> I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But that you keep referring to him as the kid that won the U.S. Amateur means you don't know who he is. Means right. that I don't know who he is because I don't know who it is either, John. My point is, if I hear Bryson DeChambeau beat Joe Smith, U.S. Amateur champion, uh, what does that mean to me? Not much. But this is a basic difference. I mean, I so I, I've said on the show I would, you know, I what what happened uh, with Jamal Khashoggi and all you know executing gays in the street and all that kind of stuff I I can't watch something that's funded by the Saudis and I understand guys you know your cash and checks and all that stuff that's great uh, it's not all about money like Tiger turned down a, reportedly close to a billion high, high dollars nine figures. high nine figure good for Tiger hmm. good for Tiger didn't want to be the N- face Nicholas of that. said no too yeah Nicholas said no yeah, yeah but- a lot of guys are saying no but here's the weird thing, Mace. The, you can draw a line with, with any of this stuff. Like, for example, you're a big fan of Apple products. All those Apple products are made in China. You're supporting a, a, a country that— It's impossible to avoid global trade, John. That's a completely—these are guys, individual people just cashing in at the expense of, you know, a, a horrible, horrible regime. Right. But There's a the, difference between, for example, me going to China and covering the Olympics as a journalist and actually supporting— China that's got a concentration camp with this minority group and all that stuff. Right. I mean, there there are – I wouldn't try to personally cash in on ugliness. Right, I'm, but couldn't I make the argument that you or any – and I have an iPhone. You know, I'm, I'm part of this too. But we're supporting a, a country that's just horrible on human rights. China is you could make the argument that in some ways China is just as bad. But again, as global Saudi trade is impossible to avoid. We what we, about unfortunately, what, we, what, unfortunately what about, if you go to a Walmart, everything yep. was made by China. Right. So what about don't NBA go, you don't players? Go to Walmart. What what about NBA players? Use as an example. Oh yeah. Dang. Who have who have deals with sneakers that sure. are it's a Chinese company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. The NBA though is ridiculous. They're so scared of China. They are so they're uh, so scared of speaking mm-hmm. out against China. It just it annoys the hell out of me uh, that Daryl Morey got into trouble for saying that one thing. I mean, honestly, f- free Hong Kong. Right I, I'm that. with yeah, him. Right I'm that. gonna let you guys figure out global geopolitical. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna Mason spend, and I we're not gonna spend next. a lot of time on that. <laughs> you guys can have that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad Mason navigated <laughs> the traffic. He's, oh, he's here. Incredible. He's here. Incredible. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Incredible. See you tomorrow.